0: Hello, my name is Bonnie Grace Gilday-Kennedy, and I'm the owner of Grace of Healing, where I serve as an Akashic consultant and healer. My intention for this podcast is to serve as an inspiration to you, finding your own healing through self-love. Together, we will spend time exploring topics that lead us to a deeper understanding of what self-love is and what it looks like for each of us as individuals on our own journey. I am especially excited about interviewing inspiring guests who have created great feats of healing for themselves through their own acts of self-love. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of Self-Love with Grace of Healing. Today's topic is Religion and the Spiritual Paradigm. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. It's available on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, and all the usual hosts. As I gather my thoughts for this podcast... I begin the mourning process of losing a dear friend of mine. Today, my friend died of a tumor in the left lobe of his brain at the age of 41 years old. He was a good person, sweet and kind, and oh, so easy to love. He left behind a wife who adored him, a young daughter, and plenty of family and friends who love and will miss him. I knew him well, not for a long time, for approximately five years. He was my friend, my client, my student, and of course, my teacher. I had the honor of being allowed into the most intimate aspects of who he was. He let me see his soul, and his soul was beautiful. When I met him, He told me about his childhood. He spoke to me about family secrets that spanned decades. One of the secrets of his childhood was the abuse he suffered at the hands of his father. The abuse was justified through his father's belief system, his religion. His father's literal interpretation of the Bible allowed him to harm his child and made his child pay for his sins against God with the intention of beating the devil out of him. My friend, who shall go nameless to protect his family, believed as much as any person I've ever met that God was not available to him as a compassionate and kind energy of love. The God he learned about was jealous, angry, and mean, ever watching, waiting for him to make a mistake to be punished for. Who could believe in, trust, or love a God who caused him to suffer merely for existing? Who could believe in a God that was so full of rage that he would ask a man to beat his innocent child? Who could love a God that made him feel unworthy and unlovable? Why? Why would you want to know a God who needed others to suffer to feel revered? This suffering and pain were things my friend knew from an early age, and carried with him throughout his lifetime. The pain existed because he continued to struggle with all the symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder, from the physical beatings and the psychological and emotional abuse he received. Those beatings, as related specifically to the religious abuse he suffered, caused him to feel shame, a sense of worthlessness, Depression, somatic issues, and most of all, a deep fear and separation from a relationship with anything or anyone that could be viewed as a loving and compassionate God. His lack of spiritual connection was a direct result of the abuse he suffered at the hands of his father and would be an ongoing cause for his emotional struggles throughout his life and until his death this morning. He was afraid of God. He did not feel the love and freedom a relationship with the God of your understanding can create for you. He tried to shift his paradigm about God and spirituality, but he had no proof of a God that is good and loving, kind and compassionate, or full of mercy and grace. He had the experience of God being filled with the rage and violence of his father. The only story he knew about God was the one his father taught him. When he tried to move away from the belief system his father embraced, he was shunned by his father. His father's belief system was more important to him than his own child. Could you imagine giving up your child to continue to be a part of a church that taught you that you couldn't love your son that didn't believe what you believe in and serve God through that church. Any inquiry into who God is in relation to who you are should not be threatening to another person's belief system. God, whoever or whatever that may be, is beautiful enough to exist in this universe in more than one way. This type of abuse, based in fear, is happening all around us. Many families are being torn apart because one family member wants to inquire into the nature of God. It is natural and normal to question who God is. Those of us who want to expand spiritually choose to look at all of our relationships, how we show up in them, and why we show up the way we do. Our relationship with God, besides our relationship with self, is the most important relationship we are a part of. The thought that a person would be punished for what they believe is just so far from what I've experienced as the nature of the universal love that God represents to me. If there is a such thing as a sin or a wrong behavior, punishing another for inquiring into who God is should be at the top of that list. I'm focusing on this today because so many people I work with and care about suffer because their families have used religion as a form of abuse. I was not raised in a religious home. My family celebrated Christian holidays like Easter and Christmas, but I didn't know they were religious holidays. There were days I got stuff. That was it for my family and religion. I didn't have a framework for who God was, only that there was this all-knowing being out there that was watching me to see what I was doing and whether I was being good or bad. I don't even know where the idea came from. I'm very grateful that I didn't have a belief system to break down. My inquiry into spirituality happened as a result of a tragedy. I had begun my own spiritual inquiry when I was 19 years old. That was my age when my sister was hit and killed by a train. She was getting ready to turn 21. She had an 18-month-old son when she died. As a 19-year-old, it was a very deep trauma for me, and I had a difficult time in my grief processing why she would die so young with such a young child after having such a difficult childhood herself. That experience and my search for the meaning of life started in that moment. Each of us have a spiritual or religious paradigm that consists of our conscious and subconscious minds. The conscious rational mind takes in information and classifies it as true or not true. If you hear the same message many times throughout your childhood development, you believe what you're being taught. As a child, you may not even question those messages. As I mentioned earlier, I was sure that as a child, I was being watched by this God who was deciding if I was being bad or good. I was not told that story by my parents. I was told that story by a broader society. It was, after all, the reason why I was supposed to be good, right? Because God was watching me. And that form of magical thinking isn't anything abnormal to experience when those messages are given to you over and over again in very subtle and some not so subtle ways. As I grew and changed and had begun my own inquiry into who God is, it was a profound moment for me when I learned that my subconscious mind had taken in so many negative stories about who God is. Even though my unconscious and rational mind knew there was no way a god with a magical wand could exist and watch all of us simultaneously, I had to create my own experiences with a god of my own understanding. My subconscious mind had a very deep belief that God was watching and waiting for me to step out of line. Yes, I know it's a very self-centric place to be but I actually believed there was this being who wished to watch me 24-7 to see how I was behaving. Add that to a little bit of self-loathing and projection, and you have the makings of a person who feels trapped by a God who was created outside of herself by people who don't even matter to her. This new knowledge that my belief of God was being driven by my subconscious mind Was the beginning of me trying to understand the difference between what I believed based on my subconscious mind and what is true of the nature of God. For more than three decades, I've searched for who God is. I've been an atheist and found that just because I didn't believe in others' ideas about who God may be, there may still be something out there. So I became agnostic. I held the understanding that God may be a possibility, but I didn't know and that that was okay. My inquiry didn't stop. I just couldn't grasp who God may be. At some point, I'd become a Christian for a few years, but that didn't feel 100% correct to me either. My understanding of how that religion has harmed so many, coupled with the story of who God is, is very different than the love energy I have experienced as God. I studied Buddhism for a few years, and though it taught me to meditate deeply, I didn't feel a deep connection to my heart through that philosophy. I've been a yogi off and on for most of my life, and I believe the ancient teachings about God are beautiful and complicated, and it's a great philosophy. But to me, there's more. That more is a connection. I wanted my own connection based in what feels true to me on a soul level. My belief system is an experience that is not defined by words. I have dedicated my life to that experience and it is based in love, compassion, expansion, and the joy of a deep connection to that energy. What I do know for sure is that my belief in God is not based in fear. It is not logical, but it does make sense to me. The energy I feel around my belief is based in love, and I feel deeply connected as there is no beginning or ending to myself, to you, and to the energy that connects us. Because I believe we are each a part of that connection, knowingly or unknowingly, I believe I am you and you are me. And we all have the same value, the same struggles, and the same desires. That oneness is the foundation for my relationship with the God of my understanding. It is the most beautiful and intimate relationship of my life, and I protect and nurture it daily. The love I feel for myself and others is profound and is based in the realization of how profound this God love energy is. My inquiry is not over. I still do not know who God is, and I don't think we can know while we are here in human form on this planet. But I am loving this process of discovering more about myself and others, including who God may or may not be, during my inquiry. I challenge you to reflect on your relationship with God. Does it inspire and motivate you? Expand your perception of people or what it means to love? If not, maybe you can take a few minutes each day to think about who you are in relationship to whatever God you may or may not believe in. As I complete this podcast, you know, I can't help but wonder what my friend who died is experiencing right now. It's my hope that he is experiencing and understanding a love and a connection with a God that he didn't know while he was here on this planet in human form. I have asked him to come and find me whenever he can. I am hoping maybe he will tell me who God is. Thank you so much for joining me today. For more information on self-love, the Akashic Masters, or this podcast, you can go to www.graceofhealingnc.com. Audio and music production is by Linda Goh. To connect with her, you can go to kamala.cove.org.